Hello everyone, welcome to season two of the Midwife in My Pocket podcast. I am your host, um, Midwife Zoe, which I am now known as over on Instagram. Um, Yeah, welcome. It's been a hot minute. I am sorry for my little hiatus there at the end of the year or the end of last year. Um, I didn't really get a chance to sort of sort my shit out um, and let you guys know what was happening but we are back for season two and I'm really excited about this episode because obviously it's the start of the new year 2022 so happy new year everyone I hope you all had a safe um, holiday and that COVID didn't ruin your plans too much for those of you who did have to isolate um, that fucking sucks man (laughs) Like, I'm really sorry about that. It's just been an absolute shit show considering that, you know, we have been dealing with COVID and doing everything we can to lock down and prevent the spread for two years that now it's just running rampant. So, um, yeah, it's been an adjustment for everyone and I hope that everyone is doing okay considering, um, yeah, it sucks. But um, I thought I would do this episode to sort of just distract from that give you guys a little bit of a pick-me-up um and I guess start the year off with a little bit of reflection on what 2021 was for me and what it taught me so I'm going to do basically 10 things I learned from 2021 which was a jam-packed year um And I think it's important to reflect on things so that you can move forward and learn from it and also see how far you've come. So this time at the uh, this time next year, I can sit back and be like, whoa, that was cool. (laughs) Even though I never listen back through my podcast because fuck that. Anyway, um, basically, this season is going to be. Very similar to last in terms of there will be new episodes out every Wednesday. Um, I know last time it was Tuesday, but this time I'm doing Wednesday, whatever. Same, same, different. Um, And we're going to be talking a lot about birth stuff, but a lot about real life stuff as well, because I think it's important to have that mixture. Otherwise, this is just a birth podcast and I don't want it to just be a birth podcast. Hence why I changed my name on Instagram. Um, if you head over there, you can see all of that. I am no longer midwife in my pocket. I am midwife Zoe. However, just to make matters more confusing, um, the business entity and the podcast will still be running under midwife in my pocket. It'll basically just be um, the Instagram that'll have the name change and that sort of thing. So I hope it's not too confusing for you. I hope it's all pretty seamless. Um, So far, the response to the name change has been great. Um, A lot of people are loving it, which is nice. Um, Yeah, let me know what you think. Oh, fuck, I've got to see. (coughs) Oh, fuck. Sorry. Um, Excuse me. Anyway, yeah, so I thought we would do or we'd start the year off with 10 things that 2021 taught me. Um, Like I said, 2021 was a year and a half. Some shit went down. Um, In my life, it was a real year of transitional change. Jack and I, my fiance, we don't do things in halves. We very much go all in or nothing. Um, So we started the year off in fine form. (laughs) Um, We basically purchased a house we were engaged at the end of 2020 so you can imagine (laughs) the craziness so we got engaged first 
bought a house and then bought a dog. So within that time, it was really transitional. It was like the moving. I got sick with tonsillitis, like really sick with tonsillitis um, during that time because I think that was my body's way of telling me to like get the fuck over it and rest. Like this is just too much. Um, I should have listened at the time, but I didn't. Um, we moved into the house. We had um, a really horrible um, death in my family which really threw a spanner in the works in terms of, you know, coping and mental health and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it was a jam-packed year. And then after that, we were planning a wedding and trying to get things organised because COVID was still full in full force um, and we wanted to get things, all of our vendors secured and that sort of thing as early as possible so we could just stress less later. Um but yeah, it was a year and a half and between all of that, I quit my job, I started a new job, I went back to my old job. It was just <laughs> crazy. Um, so yeah, I guess because it was such a monumental year in terms of learning and in terms of developing and personal growth and that sort of thing, I thought it was really important to reflect on it and go through what I learnt. And like, don't get me wrong, 2021 was a great year as well. There were a lot of beautiful things that happened. Um, we had a real, I guess, we found real connections with different people. Um, so we have a really solid friendship group. We got to catch up with a lot of friends. We got to meet new ones. It was great um, for the most part. So yeah, I thought I would start out with 10 things that 2021 taught me. And number one is that burnout is a real thing that will fuck up your life. Um, so basically, I did a whole podcast on this, so I'm not going to go too much into it. But it is a serious thing that can really fuck with your mental health. Um, I didn't realize it at the time until I was severely burnt out and basically had to um, quit my job because of it and then try to scramble to find a new job and that sort of thing. Like it was a whole ordeal um, that I wouldn't wish upon anyone, to be honest. Like it was just a horrible feeling of being lost and not knowing and all of a sudden just feeling like I could achieve nothing. Um, so yeah, I did a whole podcast episode on it. So go and listen to that. But please make sure that this year, if you are feeling burnt out, take some time off um, rest, recover, and make sure that you're doing whatever you need to do for you. Um, because at the end of the day, your work doesn't give a shit about you, but you need to give a shit about yourself. Um, because if you don't, no one else will essentially. And that's what I learned the hard way. Um, so yeah, make sure that this year in 2022, you are taking good care of yourself in a work sense. And if you feel like it's all getting too much, please take a minute. Um, and I guess reset. Um, number two, you can't control everything. Another thing that I learned the hard way, particularly with COVID, um, COVID has actually taught me so much about learning to let go of the uncontrollables and just being, I guess, okay with that. Or I mean, you don't have to be okay with it because it's fucking annoying and it's horrible and it's just not a nice feeling not being in control, but it is something you have to do from time to time. Um, I spoke about this a little bit on my Instagram as well. I did a post about the things that it taught me or that 2021 taught me. Um, and this was one of those things that I included in that because 
it really did open my eyes to letting go and not everything has to be going so perfectly all the time. So thanks, COVID. If there's one good thing you've taught me, it's that. Um, number three, comparison is the thief of joy. I learned this a lot, um, particularly from the Instagram space and being an educator on there and growing on there. Um, it's really easy to compare yourself um, and it's really easy to resent other people just because they are doing, I don't want to say better, but they, I guess, look successful from the outset. Um, and, you know, when I say looks successful, I mean, it's such a petty um, measurement of success. Like it's the follower count, it's the like count, it's the comments, like all of that sort of petty shit that actually doesn't matter. But it's really easy to compare yourself online Um and also in real life as well, like it's really easy to look at someone and think, oh, you know, like good on them. They've got it all going on for them, but you don't really see the other shit behind the door, I guess. Um, so, yeah, comparison is the thief of joy. It really will take a toll on you if you do consistently compare. Um, so my advice with that is to take time off social media if you feel like you need to um, and just remember that it's not everything I know it's so easy to get consumed in the world of likes and comments and followers but um, make sure you take time off to sort of just reset and humble yourself a little bit because at the end of the day it doesn't matter it does not change anything it doesn't mean that anyone is more successful or more pretty or more rich I don't know whatever the case may be um, you just have to live your own life and stay in your lane and work on yourself um and you know some people do just have a run of luck where the stars align for them and things fall into place and suddenly they're looking successful but you just never know what goes on behind closed doors and you shouldn't ever compare yourself because it's unhealthy and you should be happy for people I think that was the hardest thing for me as well like when I would see someone like say doing something that I wanted to or doing something that was really aspirational like people having kids or people building houses or whatever the case may be um, and I was like fuck like maybe I should get a grip and do that but it's also like no that was the best thing for them at the time they're living their best life good on them like I'm happy for them so trying to change your mindset into being like oh well fuck them like you know how dare they do something better than me but I think when you start to shift your mentality into thinking like good on them, um, you're doing wonders for your mental health more than anything. So yeah, it's just a little something on it. <laughs> Number four, Formula One is fucking cool. So I watched <laughs> Drive to Survive religiously <laughs> last year with my fiance. Um, I have always grown up being around the Formula One. So my dad um, he used to watch it all the time at home. I grew up watching the likes of Michael Schumacher race and that sort of thing. Alonso, even though he's still racing now, Vettel, all of that sort of stuff. Um, I, they were household names for me. <laughs> so I knew all about it, um, but I never fully 
understood it or I never was really invested in the race. It was just something that my dad would watch late at night. And if I couldn't sleep, I would come up and watch it with him as well until I did eventually fall asleep. So Formula One has like a little bit of a soft spot in my heart. Like I've always had a little thing for it. Um, And then Drive to Survive came out and my fiance suggested watching it. And I was like, oh, like I know you know, I know Formula One, like what more is there for me to know? And then I watched it. I loved it. And then now I'm fully invested in the world of Formula One and racing. (laughs) So yeah, if you're, if it's something that you even you're not into, I think you'll like it. Um, I know that the Drive to Survive series is very um, highly critically, I don't know, what's the word? It's a good watch. (laughs) critically acclaimed um yeah it's a good watch so I really do suggest it if you're stuck for things to watch on Netflix like we are at the moment we're actually currently re-watching it um but we watched the final um towards the end of last year with Max Verstappen winning spoiler alert um and it was just yeah so exhilarating and yeah highly recommend it if they if you're looking for something to sort of get invested in and you want to follow um, yeah, highly recommend Drive to Survive. It's fucking cool. <laughs> um, number five, go easy on retinol because the purge is real. Now, I'm one of those twits that I didn't really research, or I did research. I was like, oh, apparently retinol is good for your skin. So I did a little bit of, you know, TikToking research. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And everyone on there was like, oh, make sure you start slow, like ease into it because it's so strong and it's an active skincare, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that was my attitude with it all. Whatever. So I bought it. I bought like the 1%, I guess, moisturizer. I don't know what it is. Um, but I was like, oh, yeah, I'll start low. Like 1% seems kind. Um, and I just assumed that if I put it on my face and I didn't have a reaction to it immediately, I would be okay. Um, (laughs) wrong. So what happened was I put it on, I didn't have a reaction. I didn't feel it even go on. It just felt like a normal moisturizer. I was like, fuck yeah, like this is the go. Um, so I can just lather it on from here. So every day for about a week, (laughs) I was just constantly applying this shit morning and night. I was reckless bloody reckless. Um, I wasn't applying a moisturizer after it. I wasn't doing all of those nice little things that you have to do when you're on retinol because, you know, I was just being a twit. I was a dumbass. Um, So yeah, I did that. A week later, I started to notice my skin was literally peeling off. So around my mouth um, started to peel and like you could tell when I was wearing makeup Like, it would just cling to the dry skin and beg for a fucking bit of water, bit of moisture. Um, Because I wasn't putting moisturizer on after. I was just, like, letting my skin be drenched in retinol. Um, So, yeah, I had really dry skin around my mouth, really dry lips. Um, My eyes were burning. I could not even rub my eyes without them hurting. Um, It was really stingy and really uncomfortable. My nose, uh, I couldn't wipe my nose without feeling like I was suffering from like third degree burns. It was a moment and apparently that's called the purge. So what happens when you're going through that purging period is you're supposed to relax on the retinol. Um, I didn't. (laughs) I kept going. 
um, not even realizing that it was retinal. Um, I thought it was just like a bad case of sunburn or windburn or something. I don't know what goes through my head on a daily basis. I'm like a little monkey with the um, the little symbol things. What are they? Percussionist symbols. Yeah, I'm like a little monkey with fucking symbols, just like doing somersaults in my head. Like that is me. Anyway, yeah. So I fucked up. So my advice to you is do what they say on TikTok. Take, if you're going to start using retinol, take like a pea-sized amount. Put that on your face. Put moisturizer on afterwards. Don't put it on when, it's, when your face is wet. Like apparently that's worse. Don't get waxed with it either. Um, I was a little bit shook by this because before Christmas, my eyebrows were quite out of control. So was my, mas- my mustache area. Um, so I did what I usually do. I go and get waxed. Me, obviously, I didn't do research. I say that I've researched it. I didn't do research research into retinol. Um, and then I found out whilst I was laying on the table, the lady was like, oh, um, if you take retinol, like we're not supposed to actually wax your eyebrows. And I was like, oh, okay, um, well, I'm here now. So are we going to do this or am I going to go somewhere else and be quite pissed off? Like it's a bit awkward. And she was like, oh, I can wax them. Um, I'll just have to see how your skin reacts or whatever to like some tea tree shit she put on my face. And I use tea tree oil all the time. So my face like literally had no reaction. It was like, I know the shit. Um, And I knew that was going to be the case. I was like, fuck, like she's going to, I'm going to get waxed today. And I don't know what this means. Um, So she put the tea tree oil on, nothing happened. And then she was like, oh, that's fine. Your skin hasn't reacted. So we're going to do waxing now. Um... And I think she put it on too hot if that's – and, like, it literally pulled back skin and it became a whole scabby, uncomfortable moment. It was really not nice. Um, So, yeah, don't recommend getting waxed while you're on retinol. Go get threaded or something. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, yeah, the purge is real. Don't ignore it. The people on TikTok are just trying to do you a favour because I dare say they've been through it all before too. Um, Yeah, anyway, moving on. Number six, this is quite a different um, take, advocate for yourself. So last year, I I should have fucking advocated for myself when I was laying on the waxing table, if I'm honest. Anyway, um, last year, I had a few health-related issues in the gynae department. Now, even as a midwife, as someone who is a professional in women's health, I was like, fuck, what is going on? It's so confusing. Um And when you start to get unusual symptoms for you, they're very easy to ignore and they're very easy to just toss to the side because it's like, oh, you know, maybe it's just an abnormal period. Maybe it's just a heavy period. Maybe it's just my body having a flush out, like fucking stupid. Anyway, um, I started to, I guess I'll just explain the whole story. So I was on the pill for a time for about, or from when I was maybe... 15, 16, um, been on it ever since. I took it religiously, all of that jazz. Um, it got to the point where I wanted to experience life off the pill. And there were also a few indications that said that maybe the pill wasn't right for me or the pill I was on wasn't right for me. So I went and what, and uh, I went and did what most good people do, go see a GP, have a chat about it. Um, and he was like, all right, we can, see what happens we can go off it um and because I'm of childbearing age too I'm like 24 um all of the doctors are always like oh you know like you're in a stable relationship like 
you're not going to leave anytime soon. You're going to get married. So you might as well go off the pill, see what happens if you fall pregnant. Bazinga. Um, so yeah, I went off it. And for three months, I didn't get my period, like nothing, just radio silence down there. Um, I didn't really have any symptoms of, you know, coming off the pill either. Oh, actually, no, I lie. I did have like a breakthrough bleed um, or what's called like a withdrawal bleed from all the hormones. And that lasted for like maybe two seconds. Um, So I thought that was normal. I was like, okay, that's fine. My body's doing its thing, like amazing And then I started to get my acne back. I started to get really hairy, which was weird for me. Um, And I don't mean like hairy as in like, what's, I don't know, what's hairy? Fucking orangutan hairy. Um, I started to get like hair in weird spots. So I started to get it along the sides of my face, um, which I've always had like peach fuzz, but this was coming like really dark and thick. Um, started to get more hair around my mustache area, started to get hair, like I had a little snail trail thing going on, which was really weird for me. Uh, So I had to fucking shave that off because, geez, um, unusual for me. Anyway, yeah, I started to get hairy and I, it didn't really click for me at the time. I was like, oh, this is so odd but maybe it's just my period or sorry my system like rebooting starting to come back all the hormones etc left it for a bit I think it got to six months and I still hadn't had a period and I was but at this stage I was like oh what the fuck bit off um and then I woke up one day my period was back or so I thought um it was very light it was painless it didn't feel anything like what I had experienced with periods in the past um but I saw blood so I was like cool we're on anyway the bleeding didn't stop after that so I went for maybe like a week where I had a like you know it just went away for a bit and then it came back and it stuck around for about three months (laughs) Um, I went back to the doctor. They thought I was having a miscarriage. They treated me as if I was having a miscarriage. I had to do all the blood tests. I had to do all of the, you know, whole, it was a whole ordeal. It wasn't very nice. Um, And that was one thing that sort of like really fucked with me in terms of like, are there other people that go through this? Like, is this something that, like, it was just so, it was just like pushed to the side, like, oh, we think you might be having a miscarriage. Here's a blood test form. Um, At least you're having it now. Like, if you are pregnant, at least you're having a miscarriage now instead of later down the track. That was literally what they said to me. And I remember sitting there because I'm a midwife. I hear this shit all the time. I, you know, I'm in this space all the time. So I know what a miscarriage looks like. And that wasn't it. And I was sort of sitting there and being like, well, fuck, like if I was wanting to be pregnant and if I was wanting this, um, that's a bit shit to say to someone. (laughs) Um, And I went and got my bloods and was treated a little bit like, you know, everyone had pity on me, which I was like, I don't, anyway, I'm digressing. I knew something wasn't quite right. Um, So I went to another doctor and they put me back on the pill because by this point I was just completely over it. I was so done and I 
wanted to stop it and basically deal with the problem later. And I know that's not really healthy to do, but I'm back on the pill now. Um, I actually feel a million times better than what I did off it. I think I have some sort of PCOS issue, um, which I am going to get explored later. Um, but I guess the moral of the story is even though I didn't get my problem fully solved, I just sort of fixed it like instant fix. Um, I guess in whether it's a women's health sense, a birth sense, a labor sense, whatever it may be, um, or you just have a health issue of some sort that you want sorted. I think it's important to know that you are the one that knows your body best and, you know, it's really quite difficult, particularly when a health professional is sitting in front of you being like, it's this or it's that or it's all in your head. Um, it's really easy to believe them and fall into that trap. Um, my advice to you is push for what you know is right. Um, even though I gave up in the end, <laughs> it's a pretty shitty story to be using as an example, but um, I know how hard it is basically to advocate for yourself. And I just want to let people know that, it's okay to say no to things that you don't want to do. It's okay to question things that you're not sure of or that you want more answers to. Um, and it's okay to seek second opinions if you feel like you're not getting the answers you want. Um, so yeah, that was my little learning for the year. Always advocate for yourself because you know yourself best. Yeah. Number seven, <laughs> everyone is fighting a battle. And I think it's really important to be kind to everyone and to treat people the way you would want to be treated and just understand that you don't know everything that goes on behind closed doors in that person's life and if you say one shitty thing to someone that could be the make or break or it could be the breaking point basically um and I know myself even, like, if someone gives me a compliment about a dress, I will fucking wear that same dress for weeks because I'm so stoked about, you know, someone saying something nice about me. Like, it's just lovely. Go out of your way to make someone feel nice every single day. Do whatever you can to make them feel good. I am trying to implement a new thing where I make someone feel good at least once a day because... Yeah, like I said, you just don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And if you say something shitty to someone and honestly, they stew on it. I stew on it when people say shitty things to me. And it literally breaks my heart every time because I'm such a people pleaser. Um, so I will cry if you call me ugly. I will cry if you say that dress looks shit on me. I'm a crier. I'm a people pleaser. Shitty things hurt me. Um, and I can only imagine what they do to other people as well. Even though someone might not let things affect them, try to be conscious of what you're saying and who you're saying it to, why you're saying it. If it's not nice, just don't say it at all. Like, honestly, honesty isn't always the best policy. And if you're going to be a bitch to someone, maybe rethink your decision <laughs> or maybe look at yourself because it might be an insecurity from your end. Anyway. I'm not going to, I'm getting riled up. <laughs> it's getting hot. Um, because yeah, it just really shits me when people are nasty to other people for no particular reason. So be kind. You never know what people are going through. Treat them nicely. Anywho, moving on before I go into a full rant. Um, oh, I'm going to burp now. Fuck, I've had a sneeze and a burp all in the one go. Number eight, if you get knocked down, you get back up again. I think that speaks for itself. Don't 
ever stop yourself from achieving what you want to achieve. Yeah. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Good stuff. Um, Number nine. Now, this is a saying I've been sort of living by for the last year or so, which this sort of goes hand in hand with the you can't control everything narrative. Um, But basically, the saying is not my circus, not my monkeys. So not my issue, not my problem type of vibe. Like, If something doesn't concern you, don't get yourself involved and don't get emotionally attached because it's not worth it. Um, At the end of the day, sometimes the only person that gets hurt in that scenario is you because you're so emotionally invested in something that you shouldn't be. Um, It's something that I learned a lot this year because I was emotionally attaching myself to things that didn't really concern me or I was becoming consumed with things that didn't concern me for example the opinions of others doesn't concern me so why should I be worried about something that isn't my circus that doesn't involve my monkeys um and you know people if they have something negative to say about you or about what you do it's usually because they're insecure about themselves what Sally says about Susie says more about Sally than it does Susie and I think that is another that's another saying I've been living by this year because I have had people talk a lot of shit about me um both behind my back and to my face particularly about the midwife Zoe platform which really annoys me because I'm basically doing all of this to help people um and I'm doing all of this to benefit other people so when people don't necessarily um I guess, agree with it or they don't particularly like the platform or whatever it may be, um, it really breaks my heart because it's like, well, I'm doing this to help people and if it's an issue for you, it probably says more about you than it does about me. Yeah. So anyway, that has been my learning this year. One of the biggest learnings this year is not my circus, not my monkeys. Um, So yeah, just thought you should know about that. (laughs) and number 10 I also have some bonus ones too just FYI your happiness is worth fighting for so um I obviously went through the burnout period and all of that sort of thing and it taught me that my happiness is worth you know risking it all for basically so you shouldn't ever be unhappy. And I know that's a lot easier said than done. And I know that it's really hard to get to a happy point sometimes. Um, But it is something that's worth fighting for. And you should never sell yourself short because you don't think you're worth it or whatever the case may be. Um, You're definitely worth it. You're worth more than you realize. And you should be happy. Like whether it's with work, whether it's with your family, whether it's with whatever it may be. Um... Your happiness should always be your priority and making sure that that comes first. If you're not feeling happy, then what can you do to change it? What can you do to make yourself feel that little bit more joy? Um, I think that's, yeah, really important to do and to implement into everyday life. (laughs) Um, Number 11, this is a little bonus one. Find a hobby. So that sort of goes hand in hand with making sure that you're happy. Um, I need to find a hobby. I want to try painting because I think it looks relaxing and soothing. Um, I also have seen those like paint by numbers kits out in the world. Um, And I think that is something I could get around quite easily. Yeah. 11. 
Weddings are expensive. Uh, 12. Fuck, sorry. Um, weddings are expensive. If you are planning on having some nuptials in some point, just know that it does cost a little bit of money. I was so naive with the whole wedding planning thing. Um, I, my fiance and I set a budget of 10 grand to initially start with, which, I mean, people do it which is great, like incredible, good on you because that is insane and I'm really jealous of you if you can pull off a wedding with 10 grand. Um, I couldn't because the vendors I wanted, um, I'm not going to say they're expensive, but they were ideal for my situation and there were people that or like I guess teams of people that I simply could not imagine my wedding without. So I was very specific with what I wanted um, so was Jack and unfortunately with that comes a bit of a price point so I assumed that flowers would maybe cost us like a couple of hundy <laughs> wrong a couple of grand sis um, photographer couple of grand um, yeah it's expensive but I mean like I'm excited for it because I think quality is costly costly <laughs> and I'm happy to pay for quality because I know that it's only one day that you get of a year of a year of your lifetime um it's the one day you can go all out and I think I'm gonna honor that little tradition of going all out and whether I end up broke by the end of it that's cool <laughs> as long as I'll be having fun with pretty flowers <laughs> um anyway guys I've been talking for about 33 minutes and because I'm not podcast fit anymore my mouth is dry, um, so I'm going to wrap it up there. Either way, I hope that this year brings everyone happiness, healthiness, and that we have positive attitudes but negative COVID tests. Um, yeah, because I'm just – we're all fucking over it at this point. I think it's safe to say um, I just hope that you all are staying safe. If you are COVID positive and you are isolating at the moment, I am thinking of you and I hope that you feel better soon. Um, yeah, hopefully this will all be a thing of the past very soon and we can laugh about it in a bit. <laughs> Surely. Anyway, guys, that is it from me. Um, please go over to my Instagram and check us out. Well, I'm not us anymore. I'm me. Check me out um, at Midwife Zoe. I am still on um, our website as Midwife in My Pocket. Please check out the ebooks there if you're interested. We will be doing a sneaky little dissy code for our podcast listeners. So use the code POD, P-O-D 30. Um, three zero for thirty percent off all of our ebooks. What that will get you is empowering education that will inspire you to take control of your pregnancy, labor, birth, whatever it may be. Um, we have three books available: the antenatal edition, the hospital bag list essentials fuck I don't even know the name of my own book um and the cesarean experience so if there's one that tickles your fancy please check it out um and feel free to use the discount code for a cheeky 30% off anyway guys um that's it from me have a lovely rest of your holiday season I guess um if you're still on holidays enjoy if you're at work <laughs> sucks sucks to suck Anyway, thanks guys. Until next time. Bye.